0: I want you to hear this: is that no matter how your week has been, uh, no matter what's been done to you or what you've done this week, I believe you belong here this morning, um, and I believe that you've found your home. So, welcome to Discovery. Um, this morning, we get to start with a fun little game. I have three of our, two of our youth, one of our recently graduated youth. Um, <laughs> And as you see, there's presents on stage this morning. Some of you thought, oh, it's Christmas. There's presents under trees. But actually, in one of those presents, there's a $100 bill. And when I say go, these guys are going to try and find which present that is. And um, whoever, uh, whoever finds it gets to keep it. So um, you guys know that all is fair in the game of love and war. Don't break any instruments uh, or the speakers. Ready? Go. So... I don't know if Christmas looks like this in your home. Um, it, it didn't really look like that in my home. Maybe during stockings, we got to, we got to rip them up. Wow, they're really going of it. I thought I was going to have a few more minutes to kill in here. Um, anyone found it yet? Nope, not yet. Keep looking, guys. Um, so uh, stockings kind of looked like that. It was a race to see whose stocking was better for my brother and I. Um, but then we got to the presence and it slowed down. And, um, you know, there's two, there's two over here. There's two over here also. There's two over there. There looks like one under the tree that fell. Wow, I thought they'd find it, right? I mean, there's not that many. What are the chances they don't find it? Um, so, um, so, yeah, okay guys, well, I have, a, I have a secret for you. There's no $100 bill in there. Um, isn't this kind of how Christmas leaves us feeling though sometimes, right? We stand in long lines and we fight for the gifts that we want and we believe that there's something awesome there and, um, actually, uh, Jake, you can stay with me. Thank you guys for, for looking. Can we give him a round of applause? But Christmas morning comes in those long lines, the promise, the anticipation, the late nights. They, uh, they don't live up to what you thought it was going to be sometimes, right? But for some of us, we love Christmas. We've gotten great gifts. And because of your Christmas cheer, Jake, I hid one present. <laughs> so hold on to that for one second. And we feel that Christmas did deliver. And maybe you did give your son or your daughter that perfect gift. And they were filled with just an excitement and a joy, and that first week went by, they're on break, and, you know, uh, for me, it was a hockey helmet, I loved my hockey helmet, it's the favorite gift I ever, my most favorite gift I ever got, Um, you know, and I, I think I, like, slept with it that week, and it was awesome, and I think my parents were given great joy, but then January rolled around, and parents have to go back to work, kids have to go back to school, the gifts don't get played with, as much because there's homework and sports and other things and maybe that credit card bill rolls around. Jake, why don't you go ahead and open that. No competition. Nice. And even if you did have that great Christmas morning experience, sometimes it still doesn't add up once you get down to figuring out what it was. What is that, Jake? a $100 bill. To Monopoly. <laughs> See? Jake, you can go ahead and go back to the youth. Thank you for being a good sport. See, even if we do get the perfect gift, even if we do have a great Christmas morning, sometimes we get to the end of Christmas and it leaves us with a bitter taste in our mouth. We feel kind of duped or tricked, maybe, um, maybe a little hungover, tired, our head hurts. Maybe we wonder if we miss Christmas. Maybe some of us in this season, have come here this morning feeling like, man, I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed. I'm spending more than I can afford to. What is this season really all about? And I don't want you to feel like I'm telling you that Christmas is bad. The last thing I want you to feel if you love Christmas is that you should feel guilty about that. Because we as Christians should love Christmas. As a matter of fact, I love Christmas. But that's where I want to start this morning. I want us to all think about how we celebrate Christmas. When we think about everything that we do in this season, what are we really celebrating? And so this morning, I'm gonna read uh, Matthew 1, 18 through 25 to start us. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiance, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary to be his wife. Father, this morning would you meet us here, God? Just as you sent your Son into this into our world, um, so we may know Him. God, would would you be present among us this morning, Lord? Would you um, would you share your message for us, Lord? Would I just be um, a mouthpiece for your word? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See. Um, I think we've all heard Christmas messages throughout the year, throughout the years, and probably a lot of them. Uh, If you're anything like me, uh, the season that I find myself in during the Advent season depends on how I hear the message. Sometimes it's a message of hope and power, and sometimes it's just another message that I hear preached in church. Year after year, right? The message doesn't change. Come Christmas time. See, I love verses twenty-one and verses twenty-three in this uh, telling of of, uh, of the birth of Jesus. She will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I love the two names that we're told Jesus has. Right? Jesus means God saves. Emmanuel, God is with us. These two names are a foreshadowing of the story of Christmas. See, uh, God came to earth to save us from our sins. And so Jesus God saves. Emmanuel, he came to earth, he put skin and bone on, and showed up in a manger. God is with us. It's the same baby. The angel tells Joseph to name the baby Jesus. The prophet of Isaiah tells us who Jesus is. He is God with us. And so in this time of year, what we are celebrating is the birth of Christ. And it made me wonder, what exactly do we celebrate on a birthday? Why do we give gifts? What's important about that day? And what I believe is that we celebrate that day because we're saying that that person matters. We're saying that we see you as lovable, and we love you. We're saying that you hold great importance to us and to our lives. Have you ever been celebrated in a way that you didn't like by someone who you felt should know you better than that? See, for me, um, that might look like my wife uh, throwing me a huge birthday party. I don't, don't really like my birthday, mainly because I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't want everyone telling me happy birthday. It would be even worse if she brought me up on stage and all of you sang me happy birthday one Sunday morning. <laughs> right? But have you ever been celebrated well? Have you ever um, felt known and cared about and loved after that celebration? Maybe for me, a birthday would be an afternoon at a park with our almost one-year-old one year daughter and my wife, and a quiet dinner, together, simple, just us. In this season, how do we celebrate Jesus? I look around at um, our, our celebrations, and I wonder, if Jesus was here, how would he feel we're celebrating him? See, we celebrate Jesus because as his name's foreshadow, he came to save us from our sins, and he's with us. And as Paul in Corinthians tells us, how that plays out. Second Corinthians 5.15 says, Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. That's the meaning of Christmas. Jesus, God saves. Emmanuel, God is with us. The story of Christmas is not the story of a season, but it's the story of God. But it's not just the story of God, it's it's our story Anyone who believes in Jesus, Christmas is our story, the whole year. It's why every Sunday we gather as a community here. It's why some of us raise our hands and sing out loud in worship. It's why we meet in homes in the middle of the week, and it's why we give our hard earned money. Because we've come face to face with the power of God to save us for our sins. Jesus and Emmanuel who walks in the day-to-day of our lives. If you don't know Jesus this morning, I want you to hear this. This is, this is what we believe. This is the core of everything we do in discovery. See, we believe that 33-some-odd years after Jesus came and was born in a manger, he would go to a cross, And he would fulfill his name, Jesus, to save us from our sins when he rose from the grave. And when we believe that, when we step into that life, that resurrected life that he experiences, we are now brought into with him. In that moment, we are given a life for Christ. A life better than any life we could have known without him. And so on Christmas, we celebrate that. We celebrate Jesus, God saves, Emmanuel, God with us. And so I was wondering if Jesus was here looking at our Christmas celebrations, what would he say? Matthew 6. Verses 19 and 20 and then 24, I think Jesus gives advice that he would give us today. He says, Do not store up treasures in heaven. Do not store up treasures on earth, where moss eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moss and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, they're the desires of your heart, will also be no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve God and money this Christmas season we're a part of a movement the advent conspiracy it's a movement to conspire against corporate America cultural America that has told us Christmas is about getting, that tells you lies that you need more. See, we're conspiring against that to bring back the real power in Christmas, to celebrate Jesus, Emmanuel. That movement is built on four tenets, to worship fully, to love all, to give more, and to spend less. I believe that following Jesus, that once we enter into that new life that we are celebrating for Christ, he would tell us that most of our patterns, most of our rhythms, most of our habits and celebrations in this Christmas season are a little excessive, maybe a lot. He would tell us that The things and the possessions and the money that we're so excited to get and to give. They're kind of like that Monopoly bill. It was exciting for Jake to stand up here and to think, I have $100 in this box. (laughs) Oh, you're back, baby. You got to hold on for one second. Right? Right? But we found out that that gift in itself is a lie that that we believed. What is meaningful about that gift is that someone thought about it. Someone wanted to communicate that you mattered and that we loved you. See, when I think about storing up treasures in heaven and treasures on earth, the difference for me is that, one, I'm getting and I'm accumulating but I can't take it with me. The other I'm giving. I'm giving my money, I'm giving my possessions, I'm giving my love and my energy, I'm seeking to bring justice to the oppressed, and I'm sharing Christ, and so much more. Those treasures will last forever. See, you can't serve God and money. In this Christmas season, ask yourself, look at the way you celebrate. Are you accumulating things or are you seeking to give things away, to spend less? What controls your heart? That'll give you a great, a great insight into what you're celebrating this time of year. See, as I've sat in seats in churches and listened on Sundays, and as my limited, ability, my limited experience up here in sharing God's word, I've realized it's really hard to preach gray. What I mean by that is that black and white and radical sounds really, really, really awesome. And there are places in scripture where no doubt it is a line, and it is black and white, and you preach that. But there are a lot of places in scripture that are gray, and I believe this is one of them. See, just 20 verses later, In Matthew 7, 9 through 11, we learn that God loves to give good gifts. He doesn't trick us. He doesn't say, I want to give you this awesome gift. Come celebrate this time of year in a big and powerful way to say, you can't give gifts. He gave us the ultimate gift, Emmanuel. Jesus, God saves. He's with us. And so while I tricked Jake, and I thought he was leaving with a monopoly bill, I've seen more life transformation. I've seen this kid seek God, and God has given him himself in amazing ways, and it's transformed Jake's life. I didn't think I was going to cry. But I am a crier, so every time I get up here, I do it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And yes, it was planned. That was the plan all along. So you can go back with the youth. Thank you, Jake. Let's give him a round of applause. God gives us the ultimate gift, the greatest gift. God gives us himself, And so for me to stand up here and say, you must spend less to not give gifts, I I can't do that this morning. See, if you, instead of flipping a chapter back from that Matthew uh, 6, 19 through 24 section of scripture, if you flip a chapter forward, I think you find out the core of what God is asking us at this season. In Matthew 5, 8, he says that, God, I want to get this one right. God blesses those with a pure heart, for they will see God. God blesses those with a pure heart, for they will see God. What are we celebrating this year? See, when I think that we are celebrating. Jesus, Emmanuel. God gives good gifts. He gives us Himself, the ultimate gift. When we seek Him, we see Him. When we seek Him, we find Him. So, I just want to summarize what I just argued. For our Christmas celebration. I started with saying the meaning of Christmas is Jesus' birthday. We celebrate the birthday because he has the power to save us from our sins. And he didn't do that from a distance, but he did that as he came near. Emmanuel, God is with us. When we follow him, he gives us new life a new life that we live for Jesus. And that means God must be number one. He must be more important than the money, than the the possessions and the gifts. But at the same time, God wants to give us good gifts. And so we must in turn give good gifts as followers of him. Most importantly, we should have a pure heart because when we do, we receive the greatest gift of all. Jesus, God saves, Emmanuel, God is with us. So what does that mean for our Christmas celebrations? I think it is a challenge it's not a challenge to necessarily spend less. Although I think as we seek him, we will find that a lot of us do. But I want to challenge you this morning. When you uh, come to the tables to take communion in a few minutes, on Monday morning, tomorrow, when you wake up and have a few spare minutes, or maybe it's Wednesday evening, or maybe you forget about it all the way till Saturday. Whenever you remember this, when, whatever time that is, I challenge you to take that moment to turn your heart and your ears and your eyes to God and to tell him, God, I want to be in awe of you this Christmas, this Christmas and every Christmas from now on. God, I want to experience the power of Jesus and the presence of Emmanuel. Tell him you are willing to give more and you are willing to spend less. Ask him how he would have you celebrate Christmas. Then wait and listen. Here in Discovery, uh, we believe that God still speaks to us. We believe that he speaks to us through his word. We believe that he speaks to us through his people. We believe that he speaks uh, to us through prayer, through a thought that runs through our mind and an emotion that may flood into our heart. And so when you ask him to show you how to celebrate Christmas this year, listen. See, for me, what this would look like, I would um, find a quiet place or a loud place and put headphones in so I can kind of drown that out, and I would open my Bible, I would open my journal, and I'd start in silence. I, I love silence. In silence, when I sit silently before the Lord, what I'm declaring is that the place that I will experience the most transformation is when I come and I rest with him. And I sit there and I listen. And it's hard. My brain goes every which way. And I won't do it for very long. So I legitimately am so lame that I set a timer, a countdown timer. I'm like, this morning, 20 minutes, go. I open my eyes and check that timer probably three times in that time. Can't even make it 20 minutes but I listen. And then I open up into the Bible and I, I read and I see who God is. And then as I think about how I want to celebrate Christmas, when a thought comes, it jumps into mind, I write it down. When an emotion fills my heart, I just jot a note of it. And then I share it with my wife just to check it, just to make sure it wasn't just some funky thing that, you know, just... Uh, just who knows where from? But that it that it resonates with God, that it resonates with what we know about Him and how He speaks to us. So it would look like this for me. I'd, I'd sit down, I'd start my timer, I'd open my Bible, and then after that timer went off, I'd say, Father, I want to be in awe of you this Christmas. I want to celebrate you this Christmas. Show me how. And when I did that, this is kind of what I came to. This is how I want to celebrate Christmas. And this is um, how my wife and I plan to celebrate Christmas with the first, um, with our first year as a a family of more than two. We have a baby that's not quite one, right? So um, it's a little bit different. I don't have people running around ripping boxes of presents open. Um, but we want to start now. So for us, this Christmas looks like we do Advent calendars. We do it with a little bit of a twist. See, every day we celebrate one of the three of us, and then on the fourth day, we celebrate or serve someone else. Sometimes it's a note. Sometimes it's a gift. Just depends on on what it is that day, but what each and every one of those days says is, "You matter, and you are important, and we love you." And you know what? We fail. I was so busy trying to prepare for this yesterday, not sure what I was gonna say, and uh, I forgot my wife's advent. But it's okay, because we have Jesus who forgives us. So. Today, we're just going to get right back on the horse and keep going. We want the Advent season to be the season we're most present with people. We don't want to be physically somewhere where we are emotionally, mentally, and spiritually not there. So what does that mean for us? It means that we have to really think about what we're saying yes to. It means that we have to make sure that we slow down enough that we don't just incur more and more stress in our lives. But it also means we're going to fail. And it also means that that's okay. We're going to get back on the horse and we're going to try again because we have Jesus and he forgives us. My wife and I believe in simplicity and meaning. So this is a season that we want to be simple and we want it to be meaningful. And really what I'm talking about is how we give gifts to our kids, Andy, this year. We're probably only going to give stockings, which are fun and small, and we want to do them in a meaningful way, but one gift. And that's going to be hard. Because for that gift to really resonate with her, for that gift to mean something to her, to communicate, we love you and we know you, and you matter to us, we're gonna to have to sit long and hard and pray and think. And all year long, we're gonna to have to watch her and observe her and listen to her so we know her from the inside out. And finally, we're gonna celebrate others because we believe that's what Jesus is asking us to do celebrate others. And I wanna give you a word of caution. Don't hear that list and think, that's how I'm going to celebrate Christmas. See, all too often I hear someone say something that I like, and then I go try and do it. The problem is is that that worked for them and who God gifted them to be and who God created them to be. And right now I'm just going to tell you you're not me, and you're not my wife, and you don't have our marriage. So don't just take it and try and apply it to your life. See, the greatest gift that we can have this Christmas season is for us to go and spend time with God and say, God, how would you have me celebrate you? Because when you go and you enter into that space and into that time with him, what you're going to find is you're given the ultimate gift, Emmanuel, God with you. But I also want to caution you to think that you can't do anything that I just talked about. Because we worship one God. The God I worship is the same God you worship. And so our Christmases, they're going to overlap. Just with a twist. And see, when I think, I think when we all gather in a place on a Sunday morning like this, in our downtown office... And the city sees people who have gone before God and have a purpose and an understanding of what they're celebrating in a different way. They're going to wonder what that's about. They're going to want to know, how come these people are filled with hope? How come these people are filled with joy? How come these people are filled with love? How come these people are filled with all these things in a season that can be so stressful? What's that about? I want to see what that's about. And I think that they're going to start showing up here. And I think that what they're going to find is they're going to find Emmanuel. They're going to find Jesus. God saves. God is with us. That's how we celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let us pray. Father I'm so thankful that that you put skin and bone on and you came to earth in a manger as a baby lord God that when no one else could conceive of what you were doing you knew God you came to save us from our sins You came to be with us. God, I just ask that if people here don't know you, God, would you speak to them right now? With the power of Christ, reveal to them the truth good news, that in you they can be given a life that is better than anything else they could have ever known. And God, this week as we go from here, would you be with us? Would you remind us what this season is really about? would you continually bring us back to worshiping you, to making you the number one thing in this season, Lord? And God, would you speak to us as we ask you what that might look like for our families?